Listening to the Noise Canceling Pod, the podcast about streamlining life, encouraging discourse, and maximizing your mind. Hosted by Frank Boyce and Axel Clark. Welcome back, everyone, to the Noise Canceling Pod. I'm Frank Boyce. And this is Axel Clark. We're glad to have you here back for episode 45. We're uh, still rip-roaring through these episodes, Axel, at uh, the pace that we've agreed upon for the next number of years. We may have some catching up to do for for this year. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know, we're already on, this is either episode two or three for the year through May. I, th- I think we're right on pace to hit to hit 11 again, but, you know, if we keep skipping months at a time, uh, it may get a little difficult, but yeah. Um, we were just talking before we started recording. It seems both like yesterday and many years since we recorded. So, welcome back, everyone. Axel, how's everything at your house? Uh, things are going pretty well. We're uh, healthy in the house. Lot, uh, we're here doing, or for me, both of us are doing 100% telework. So most, at least most days. So, uh, so that's good. Making the best of it. Yeah, I mean that's really all you can do. Katie and I are doing the same thing, fully working from home. It is a very interesting leadership challenge if I'm if I'm being honest. I've I've had people remote locations before, but I've never had the entire team be uh not located together. What about you? Yes, definitely. We in my office we've had people that did maybe up to two days of telework, but we had we only tried it one time, maybe that was in late February, uh before this of full hundred percent telework and it's definitely a different it takes a different mindset, a different approach. What have you done to try to keep the team cohesion and motivation up? The best thing that my folks have done, so one of my lieutenants has set up a Zoom luncheon, and he's set up like, we did scavenger hunt and some other games like that, so uh, people could just dial in or call in or meet in during the lunch period, and just it's kind of nice just to see everyone else's face and Mm -hmm. talk that's not work related so uh, i think that's been uh that's the best approach we found so far we're also looking at different like online games that we can do because there's we have these things these this funding that usually we would go do some sort of like team building event in the local area but you can't really do that so we're looking to see if we can use the, the funds for some sort of online morale event interesting that's a great idea how, what's the cadence for that, that lunch meeting? Uh, every two weeks. So he initially thought maybe every week, but mm-hmm. I felt like that might get overwhelming. So we're, we're about every other week at this point. So I'm going to be honest. My team meets daily. We have, we have a daily 30-minute uh, Teams call. And I, it's interesting some days because you can tell that like people are just not into it. And... Uh, What's the, size of, what's the size of your team? So it's eight people plus myself. So nine okay. people. Yeah. All right. So, so it's a little, it's a easier to manage for sure. Yeah. So 
for all the commanders, we have a daily telecon. Uh, but for my squadron, which is about 50 people, we I do a weekly roll call where I talk on the on Zoom and give them an update of what's going on on the base and the different things that we're working on. But then the lunch meetings are every other week so far. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then do you meet with like your flight commanders and different different roles within the office weekly as well? Yeah, so I just continue to, to do my one-on-ones and then we do those over the phone mostly. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting to see. <laughs> I've had to require... Every every Thursday, my team is required to be on video just to have a single touch point where we see everybody. Um, but the rest of the week, we're just pretty... Mostly everyone's on audio the rest of the week other than Thursday. But it's just kind of interesting to see like the introverts and the extroverts and how they react to the, the phone call every single day. Yeah, well, the introverts in general are probably in some ways liking this environment where they're less they're bothered less uh, yeah one, extroverts are maybe loving this one time period where they call in yeah one of my friends one of my good friends is very introverted and he is loving his life he's like this is basically the life that i've imagined for myself in my head for years <laughs> oh, no. and it's it's like finally come to fruition and then one of my other friends is probably like a 75 25 extrovert introvert and he i mean it's hard for him just because like the meetings he's in meetings a lot and sees people on zoom and on teams but like it's not really the same interaction yeah i think the difference is when you're in a regular meeting you can have like some beforehand time where you kind of just bs with someone on the side Mm -hmm. or afterwards and that's not there's not really like a side I mean, I guess you can private chat, but there's not really like a way to have a side conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, that's, that's the, the size conversation that they feel more comfortable in having like two to three people. Whereas like with the whole group, they feel self-conscious and they don't really want to want to share with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have seen that as well. It's really interesting when you get like senior leaders on the phone who I'm assuming have like 10 calls a day and they're all like with each other. And you can just tell that they've been around so much with their whole group that they're just kind of like the, the buddies from high school, like kind of going about making jokes the first five minutes of each meeting. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to see just because everybody else is like super buttoned up. The first minute of meeting starts is like, all right, let's get started. Right. Yeah. Right. Which in some ways I, I do like, but I agree with you. You you lose a lot of the the connections that, that meetings generally get where you're like, hey, do you know so-and-so? Were you working on this project last year? And kind of connecting dots within your within the organization. Yeah, and you lose the nonverbals, which I think is a tough, like pretty tough. It is pretty tough. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. So our topic for tonight is survival, which... I, I hate creating words, but I, I wrote this one down and I was like, I, I think I can stand by this one. Um, survival. Survival. Yeah. Right. So thriving one, you're also in survival mode. And I, I think for me, that's really my my goal for the last few months. And I, I'll be honest, I've, I've mainly been in survival mode. What about you? Yeah, I think I agree. It's... it's uh... I think, like, like you mentioned, it seems like it's been forever, but then in some ways, 
I am surprised that it's May. Yeah. Like, I can't really connect those two dots of, like, when we last spoke, what that date was, and what I've been doing for the time period between them. But, yeah, I, it's really interesting because I've I've felt two separate poles during this time period. One is leaning into much more of the daily cadence and... I mean, it really is a survival mode of like, I'm going to be very present in this next day. That's all I care about. I, I'm not planning for anything else for this entire week. And let's write down everything we're going to do for the day, figure out how we can, we can do it most efficiently and, you know, get through it well, you know? And I, I think mm-hmm. that's kind of, kind of where I've been, I've been personally stuck in during quarantine. Excuse me. Um, but at the same time, like I haven't not enjoyed that aspect of it. Like I think it's in terms of mindfulness of just putting all your energy into a single day is very different for me from, you know, I'm a planner. I like to look forward to the future and, you know, whether that's professionally or personally or planning trips or just talking to people about, you know, what other plans I have for the future. Like that's, that's where I get a lot of energy. So I think, I think that part's been tough, but I I have really enjoyed just like digging into today. What, What have been some of your takeaways from, from just being stuck at home? So, yeah, I think I, I actually, I started journaling and meditating in some ways, I think it's like an employment where you it's like Groundhog Day over and over and over again. So uh, I I did not do any of that. I didn't during the first maybe month. Mm-hmm. And then I was like not working out, not doing hardly anything. And so I decided that I needed to like get more of a routine going. So I've start, like been pretty consistent with meditating, journaling, and then working out over probably the last three weeks, three or four weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's huge. It's just like getting into a routine that has positive outcomes, right? Because I think it's really easy to get into routines that like breed negative outcomes of just like ordering bad food and eating dessert all the time and, and things that make you feel good but like are not really going to benefit long term. And, you know, after a couple of weeks of doing that, you don't feel great about the results. Yeah, exactly. So the yeah, one, I, mean, I, th- uh, go for I guess the, the one kind of a benefit is that since I've been working from home, I've been able to see Jemison do some of the things that she's doing as she's growing up. So like now she's starting to grab things and play with rattles and uh, she just started teething. So she's like nine on whatever she can get her hands on. So I've been able to see a little bit more of uh, her development. So that's been nice. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you could not ask for a better time to be quarantined than when you have a, what, three-month-old, four-month-old? True, now? yeah. Yeah. Just because there is. So it's funny. It's like once you're out of that phase, you, it's hard hard to remember every little thing about it. But when you're you're going through it, everything feels so – like you're just amazed by these – these small changes that you can observe every day, just because when you're, when you're, you're fully grown, like it takes so long to make any real changes to who you are. Like it takes so much concerted effort to get into routine and build habits. And just to like see these light bulbs go off is it's pretty amazing, honestly. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Yeah. 
no, I, I love those days. Um, super fun. Um, one thing that like one of the, the factors that I've, I've, I've felt has been really hard is the idea of like building community or finding community in, in this time period, because there's definitely things to do. Like my, I have a team meeting every day where we meet, we meet and talk business, but we also just kind of, you know, at the end of the call, just see what's going on with everybody. And we have like Katie's family has a, a zoom call once a week and you know, there's various other zoom outings, but I don't necessarily know, like if that builds that sense of community, like when, what you said, like it does feel like a deployment. It feels like you need to band together with your people but but how do you I mean do you feel like there's a strategy to to kind of realize that or um, I guess replicate kind of kind of what happens with the unit that we, we've talked about in the past in terms of what kind of goes on with teams on deployment and how how you can really build people up but like have you have you had any experience with that feeling in this time period I think the it's really hard in your neighborhood because you're like by definition you're separated from the people in your neighborhood or in your building mm-hmm. so i think it's been really hard from that sense to build a community one thing i will say so at jbmdl a lot of the medical providers that went into new york city went through jbmdl and mm-hmm. so there was a lot of work trying to figure out how we we're going to process all of them and also just how we're going to uh it first shut down the base and then how we're going to restart the uh, main operations on the base. And there's a team that's the emergency operations center and that team's been handling this since the beginning. So there's two shifts kind of every other day. And I've really noticed like that team has bonded and it's been cool to see that they're just solving all these problems uh, because they like have worked with each other like pretty intensely for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. So like that team is really bonded and they're making a lot of things happen. So that's been cool to see. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, there, there definitely has been shifts in terms of just, I feel like understanding and grace applied to more scenarios where like people kind of assume better, better intent than how they normally would and how they would react to different things. Like, I just feel like, in general, especially like in a professional space, it's been, it's been a much more collegial environment the last few months. That's good. Yeah. I think I've seen a mix there. There's still some times where like when you're in person, I think it's hard to fire off the um, snarky email or something like that. So I think occasionally I've seen people are, I mean, people are just frustrated in general. So like I've seen some incidents where people, like I guess blew up and sent a pretty wild emails, but I, I agree. I think in general people are looking out for each other. Yeah, I mean I think that's a that's a good call out for sure. And I, I feel like I can think of at least one example where I sent out an email that I probably wouldn't have said over the phone. Yeah. <laughs> during this time period. <laughs> Just because I agree with you. There's there's been a lot of stress and it's like if your kids have been screaming at you all day and, you know, remote learning. Like you do, you do run out of energy and patience at some point. Yeah, but so. I think even even when something like that happens, hopefully the other people around them will g- give them the benefit of the doubt and recognize the situation that they're in. I I agree with that. And in my scenario, they did actually. They were they were very nice about it. Um, 
So one one thing I did want to bring up in terms of thriving during quarantine, the uh, the listenership of the noise canceling pod uh, really had a flourishing during the late March, early April time frame. And I mean, I don't think either of us can take much credit for that because we <laughs> we we didn't even release a new episode during that time period. Can you can you take any guesses as to why our listenership went up? It was it was roughly. 400% every week for four weeks. Was it a specific episode? It was not. It oh, was really? Not. Yep. Uh, I, 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 will say, I will say episode 43 and 44 are both now um, two of our, our top 10 episodes. So it was a little bit of, of recency bias in terms of mm-hmm. listening to more episodes. But that's, that's the only clue I'll give you. Yeah, I, I have no idea. So I was, I was watching these numbers go up every day for a couple of weeks and I was like, man, this is just weird because, you know, I'm not saying that I've like all out marketed this podcast because I, I haven't, but I, I, I've made a concerted effort at times to, to try to boost how many people get their ears on, on our episodes. And so I was, I was just really racking my brain, looking through all the data and it turns out that, that there was a new podcast that launched in the UK that I, I believe was just called Noise Canceling that, oh, start, okay. that started on May March 15th. <laughs> and so like as they were marketing it, apparently quite a few people in, in the UK and, and Europe in general like were searching for the podcast and just happened to stumble on the wrong one. <laughs> So I was like, "That's that's great. That really makes me that makes my heart feel glad that it had nothing to do with us in general. It was just people searching poorly on Google." Yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter how you how you uh, get the listeners. That's true. I'm curious if if I followed up with them if they were if they got any feedback on like I thought you guys were just starting. I didn't know you guys had 40 <laughs> yeah. episodes in. What was the 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 noise canceling? Like, what's the topic of the podcast i think it was actually like a tech tech review type podcast yeah, okay yeah yeah it sounded pretty good honestly i i uh i checked out like their trailer and it was it sounded pretty pretty legit mm. so. maybe we could do a cross uh cross podcast <laughs> <Just send them laughs> episode. Like, like really appreciate <laughs> stealing some of your <laughs> listeners <laughs> could, we, could we steal a few more yeah that's not i like that idea it seems uh it seems wise at least so yeah, so that was my little interesting bit of of noise canceling pod news. But how long did it take you to track that down? An embarrassing amount of time, actually. It was uh, <laughs> I don't want to name man hours, but I mean it was <clears throat> it was more than five, probably at least. Did did you find like the location that they were uh, downloaded from the most, and then start? seeking like searching around there how like how what was your i tried uh, i tried a bunch of i mean i was just i was looking at like soundcloud and seeing like if there were shares that were common um i was trying to track like days for like if maybe it had popped up on like a stitcher recommendation list or anything like i went through kind of like all the different podcasts search engines and providers and and just tried to see like if there was any common thread between them, and then I finally just like Googled it. <laughs> it was just like completely <laughs> dumb luck, and I was like, "Wait a second, 
This podcast came out on May, March 15th, <laughs> yeah, okay. and that was exactly when yeah. <laughs> all of our numbers started going up. So it was like, it wasn't like my, my detective skills. It was just completely dumb luck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As I searched noise-canceling podcasts, it's, yeah. uh, yeah, I our, don't even find ours. I don't know. Our SEO is horrific. Like, like I honestly, I, that was the other funny part of going down the search. I was like, man, it is like... You got to really be digging to find our podcast. Yeah, I guess if you, if you only put noise canceling pod, it's about the fourth one down. <laughs> if you go, if you go noise canceling podcast, Axel and Frank, it's it's number one. So <laughs> we got we got at least one keyword in there. Oh, it's man. a very very competitive search keyword too. So pretty funny. Well, maybe there. Hey, maybe there's a couple of listeners that popped onto our um, our feed, and then this is their first new episode they're listening to. So, if you came to us through uh, noise canceling podcast, welcome, welcome. Whether you're in the UK on accident or in Guam on purpose, we are happy to have you. <laughs> so, go, going to another point, I wanted to to kind of dig into on the survival. Um, I really think that to, to feel engaged during a time period like this, you have to, you have to exercise some curiosity. Um, and I think it's something where, especially honestly, like in my current mode of surviving and just living day to day, I don't really allow that to happen very often. Um, and so I want to do that more. And I think part of that, though, is this other idea of genuine interest of other people. Like, I think, like, that sort of curiosity is in a way contagious. And so one way to kind of, like, get your own curiosity higher is to ask, like, really pointed, serious questions of other people's hobbies or or what they're interested in. And so I, I know you've been really busy, but have you had any dabblings of of curiosity lately i think i I don't think i have i mean i think i have gone back to the the, i guess i call it going back to the basics with Mm -hmm. exercise meditation and journaling but i don't i don't think really at this point i have not i think the only thing that i've i've tried to spend some time on is is getting back into writing in, in various forms and I actually, so if you remember a long time ago and we revisited a couple podcasts ago and like going back and looking at all our crazy ideas, but so there's this one children's series of books called my father's dragon. And it was written in like, I think it was like the 1940s or 1950s and they're beautiful books. Like they're, they're children's books, they're adventure books. It's like the perfect first chapter books for kids to read. But for whatever reason, the author just ended it after three books, and they're they're all mm-hmm. pretty they're all pretty short. They're like 112 to 115 pages, and I was like, Katie, I think I want to write another one of these books because the, the author's still alive. She's like 94. I was like, uh-huh. I feel I feel like if I really nail this and email the author, like she, she might be into this idea of adding a couple books to the collection. Okay. So like, have spent some time like charting out what the new books would look like, and I feel like it's fed that curiosity and, and fed that creative part of my brain that 
is so sorely lacking some of these days when I just get to the end of the day and I'm, I'm kind of beat, but I, I still like, I find more energy sitting down and writing and thinking through what these books would look like than just watching TV. Have you mapped out the, the, like at least one story or is it you're mapping out like multiple stories? Um, I have kind of a larger map and then I have like chapter to chapter of the, what would be the next book. Okay. But I've only, I mean, I've spent like a few nights doing this and haven't really got into figuring out how, if, if I'm even capable of writing the same similar prose as to the author. But it's, I mean, it's, it's basically fan fiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not going to like paint it in a, in a more generous stroke than that. Like, I'm writing children's fan fiction at night. So it's, uh, it's not creepy for new listeners on the wrong <laughs> podcast, but it's uh, it's been filling a creative void that is sorely lacking. I look forward to your first draft. Yeah, I, th- I think it's... We'll read it, it to Jemison. That would be, I'd be... I mean, it's they're such good books. If if there are any parents out there with kids that are like four to four to eight, it's a My Father's Dragon. It's a series of three books. It's really, really cool. The other thing, so my next point is talking about hobbies and time management. And they're diverging in a sense in terms of like hobbies seems like something you do when you have a lot of free time and time management is something you do when you're really busy. But mm-hmm. I, I, I think when I do both of them efficiently, I, I find the hobbies a lot more fun where like it's a very... Like I'm like eight o'clock at night, I'm brewing some beer, right? Or like mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon, starting at three, I'm gonna smoke a pork roast. Like being very specific in in your hobbies and almost like disciplined in providing yourself time and space to experience something different. You think that's better than? Well, for one, maybe it's great because you actually do the hobby instead of getting sidetracked on like something like watching TV or something like that. So in some ways, maybe it's that you actually get out and do it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a a big part of it. Um, I think the other part is you feel like you feel some form of commitment to that, right? Like you're like, you're like, you almost feel guilty if you skip it then. Whereas like, if it's just like a normal golf, like even golfing, like scheduling time for that within, within your day in a way that's, that's very specific, I think, makes it feel more more meaningful than just like rolling out to the golf course whenever you can. Got it. We definitely started scheduling things out more because Jemison is finally on a sleep schedule. Nice. That's true. So, Before the sleep schedule, it's hard to schedule anything. Yeah. And yeah, now we you have to schedule it. So like she wakes up at 7 a.m., she takes naps at 8 30 11 30 and 3 and then she's in bed by 7 p.m that's a good schedule. which i didn't i i thought it was going to be impossible to get her onto like an exact schedule but she like once she quits she'll fuss when you put her down a little bit but then she's in bed and asleep so it seems to be working pretty well yeah i will say katie and i have always been very regimented in terms of bedtimes and I feel like that has paid maybe more dividends than any other effort that we've put into parenting. <laughs> like, like having children that sleep really well and nap really well, like that has improved our life 
a number of times over. So yeah, hi- highly recommend you keep that up. And sometimes it'll it'll get a lot harder before <laughs> it gets easier for sure. Yeah, but oh, it's awesome, man. I had one other th- thought or comment on uh, on on our situation. I think one thing I have recognized is that we are very lucky that we can continue to work from home and uh, versus I know there's other people that either can't work from home or are out of a job because of all the different layoffs and cuts that people have been made. So I've multiple times or almost daily, I remind myself how lucky I am to be in the situation that I am. I think gratitude is a great one. I mean, I think, I think even small things like, you know, for us, like living in Minnesota where we have a yard and, and a house and it's not like we were talking about, like if you lived in, in Manhattan, like even just going outside with your children, like they have to touch like 10 different things just to get out the door. Like it's, yeah, it would, I don't want to say it like terrifying. seems like an overstatement, but like it would feel like a big deal to, to go out and then it's like where do you go out like you can't take a kid to a park you can't you can't really do hardly anything so yeah i i totally agree i felt like a ton of gratitude just in in our situation and location and just all the all the things we get to enjoy and kind of take for granted that's an awesome one 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 i've been thinking about a lot more in terms of kind of turning this corner from survival mode into into some some form of thriving is is starting to plan out things to look forward to and finding finding hope for the future because i i do think it's been hard just not having answers to things not really understanding what is going to play out in the next two weeks even sometimes let alone two months or four months or, or long term is there anything that you've been actively planning that has has felt like it's it's had a positive impact on you well i know that so when this initially kicked off the dod established a stop movement for all pcs travel and so we're scheduled to move to la in uh july and so we are unsure if that was going to be keep going if it was going to be delayed or if it was maybe even going to be canceled and, uh, and that was all up in the air. And then just recently, it looks like it's going to move forward in late July. So planning like that our steps, our last steps here, and then kind of what we're going to do when we get there has been something that I don't want to say we're exactly looking forward to it. Um, but it's something that we're, it's nice to have a firmer idea of what's happening. For sure. That does have to feel feel good to have some sort of answer are you going to uh road trip back across the country so i think we're going to have nana and jemison fly and then i'm going to drive although we've considered just shipping all like shipping the vehicle as well interesting and all of us flying i don't know i mean if you drove you could stop in minnesota it's a little bit out of the way Mm. i'll have to look at it the the one thing i have is i'm on i can't take any leaves i'm on a tight schedule so I'll have to look at the route and see if it's possible. Are you how far north? Are you in Minneapolis, pretty much? Yeah, we're actually a little bit south of Minneapolis, but yeah, we'd probably have to we'd have to meet you like along Interstate eighty. Because <laughs> I think I think for LA it would probably add like it'd probably add like ten hours to to come yeah. all the way up here. 
we would we'd have to meet on the interstate at the rest stop and then pull out our masks <laughs> make sure we're six feet apart yeah. nod at each other and then that would be, be yeah. about it i'll just come in like a big zorb bubble it'll be fine <laughs> it'll be six feet but yeah that'd be that'd be cool well that's awesome i think you guys will i know you guys will love la yeah yeah we're excited for the the weather here has been nice but we're excited for the la uh mostly year-round nice weather yeah that that will be sweet i i honestly think like as i've gotten older i've like really started to look at look at the the weather of san diego and la with uh <laughs> much more optimistic eyes than than i would have in my youth where i was like i have yeah. to i have to have four seasons this is ridiculous and now i'm like hey, you might be able to talk me into one i'll let you know how it goes yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely uh, and then the last one i had is just goal setting i i feel like that is another piece of turning that corner from, you know, just kind of living in the day to day to, you know, forecasting even short term goals. Like, what do I want to accomplish in the next week? What do I want to accomplish next week? What do I want to accomplish in the month of June? Like, I, I feel like I finally kind of made that turn where I, I want to start charting those things out and, and being much more disciplined in, in how I go about my my weeks over just my days. Yeah, I think. For a while, I was pretty good at like establishing like the three things that I wanted to do for the day. But I agree, it was hard to know what we were going to be doing the next day, or it seemed almost impossible a week out or or a month out. So I don't know. We'll see what the coming weeks and months bring. I mean, hopefully, it will be more stable and we'll be able to plan things out more. But I don't know. We'll see. I totally agree. I felt like. I was doing really well in getting all my daily tasks done, like more efficiently than normal. I was I was also pretty good in getting the weekly tasks done, although some of those would fall here or there due to sometimes lack of importance. But I I was just really struggling to kind of map anything out, even even you know projects that were probably two to three weeks in scope, like just felt like. Like it wasn't possible. Like I don't know if it was like an energy thing or mental focus, but it it did not feel within reach to to be like, all right, I'm going to chart this out for the next 16 days, and I'm going to knock this out of the park like that. It just felt it felt like a stretch. Yeah. Hmm. So before we meet again, and then hopefully less than 45 days, so I'll have some some goals charted out and hopefully completed by then. We may be able to do a, because it'll be at the either at the end before I leave New Jersey or once I get to LA, we could do a reflection on command. Oh yeah, I like that. Let's try to do it before you go. Okay. Because I think we want it. We want it as fresh in your mind as we can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's kind of a weird way to end command where where like, you're not a person. On, on, yeah. yeah, and so like we're even looking at doing a virtual change of command. So usually there's this big ceremony oh, where wow. everyone, one of yeah. the office shows up, and now it's just going to be something to do on Zoom. There's different approaches people are taking. Sometimes people are just recording three separate videos, splicing them together, and calling it a day. Wow, that's, that's interesting. like the simplest. Yeah, so. super interesting. But we're definitely not going to have 
all the people come in. So it'll be some sort of a Zoom change of command. But the good news is you'll be able to watch it. And That's the listeners true. will be able to watch I'll, I'll it. I'll be a witness. So, yeah, so it's going to be, I think we'll put it on That'd Facebook awesome. Live, which you don't have to even have to have a Facebook account now to to watch it. So in some ways it will be the biggest change of command that I'll ever have. The but most watched. Ways, it'll be the smallest, yeah, the most watched. <laughs> Maybe we can spam out the uh, the the other noise canceling pod viewers so we can get them to. <laughs> That's awesome. The twenty second of July. Twenty second of July. All right, let's make it happen. That is all that I had. Um, do you have any other thoughts coming? In? I mean, kind of out of. I mean, what is your current state of quarantine? Like, obviously, working from home for the midterm working from home i think there's they've opened up the parks so we're hoping that the weather is nice this weekend so we can go outside and walk through some of the park maybe have lunch in one of the parks nice uh but in general we're still pretty much in the apartment uh with the exception of maybe like walks in the neighborhood or runs in the neighborhood gotcha well cool i feel like we're starting to push through to the other side so that's that's a good feeling i do feel like the weather has helped a lot especially yeah just being able to get out parks have opened up here too so that's been that's been exceptional in terms of just getting out and seeing some nature i took the kids to the park the uh, last week and we we found a baby turtle which was pretty exciting oh wow that's yeah. that's neat yeah so kids really love that but yeah are the parks open where you're at like not playgrounds but like hiking trails and yeah they actually just announced like june 1st most of the other state parks and everything will be less restricted so maybe even some camping this summer which would be which would be awesome so cool that's all i got i appreciate it axel as always all right good talking to you good to catch up always good so with that i'm gonna i'm gonna kick it off to axel this has been noise canceling pot i'm frank boyce And this is Axel Clark. Look after each other and look after yourself. Take care, everyone.